0: what is up guys mark here and welcome to the podcast just to mention these are totally unmonetized so if you're able to support the patreon link is in the description below but of course no pressure to do so thank you so much guys much love to you what is up waffle gang i do hope you are well my name is mark and today we're checking out some r slash am i the butthole if you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below so please feel free but if you are new here please consider hitting that like that subscribe and maybe that notification bell too as it really helps out our channel now yesterday we did have a new member over on Patreon, we had Shura Gear 525 Thank you so so much for your support, you know I love you for it And for everyone for taking the time out of your day to be here Absolutely amazing, don't forget how amazing you are And let's crack on with today's stories, much love guys Now our first story comes from a throwaway account Am I the arsehole for telling my sister she needs to move on from high school and get a life? I know it sounds bad at first, but hear me out. My sister, 20 female, finished high school three years ago and I, 18 female, am in my last year at the same school. It's been three years and she still hasn't got over finishing high school. I think she had a bit of a nervous breakdown when she graduated, which my parents and I genuinely tried to help her with. She was distraught, crying all day and making herself physically sick because she didn't know what to do after high school. She couldn't function properly for about 2-3 to three months. My parents were worried about her hurting herself since she had done it in the past. It sounds like another case of peaking in high school but in reality she never peaked anywhere. She was an anxious nerd in high school with a small group of introverted friends. She was never involved in the school's leadership or anything that would indicate a love for the school. She now goes to one of the top universities in the country, but she still hasn't moved on from high school. I've even caught her unironically singing the school song in her bedroom. I don't understand. I'm going to graduate this year and I can't wait to get the hell out and actually live my life. She's meant to be an adult now, but she acts like she's a loser teenager. She doesn't have a job. She lays around all day sleeping, playing The Sims. She doesn't clean her room or shower for weeks at a time. One time, she didn't brush her hair for two weeks. and My mum had to cut out the knots. She doesn't do any housework. She only has about two friends and they barely even wanna hang out with her. She's even scared to go into bars. Not that she's had any friends who would go drink with her. My parents have split up now, and I believe a large reason for that was the arguing that she caused. If she had just grown up and been a normal adult, there wouldn't have been all that conflict. She never washed the dishes or cleaned her room, and that stressed out my parents so much. Yesterday, I went into her room to ask her if she was coming to visit our dad that weekend. Instead of just answering and letting me go, she decided to show me a stupid TikTok she found. It was some dude joking about how life is downhill after high school. That sent me over the edge of my patience and in my anger I told her that she was a loser who needed to move the hell on and get her life before she ends up a miserable old spinster. Now she won't speak to me. My mother says that what I said was a perfectly fine wake up call but I still kind of feel bad. She looked pretty angry when I said that to her and she hasn't avoided me this much for a long time. I don't think that apologising will do anything. Now, of course you're going to be the asshole in this situation, regardless of what your mum said. It sounds like your sister is going through a terrible time in her life at the moment. And I don't mean to diagnose or anything like that, but it does, because I'm no doctor, of course, but it does sound like depression to me. Your sister needs help, support, and love right now, not someone who's putting her down every chance she can get and just, and it just sounds like your family isn't helping whatsoever do better. But sparkling deadly says you're the arsehole your sister has fucking depression, and Jennings Wig Service says you're the arsehole your sister sounds clinically depressed. Being told that she's a loser who needs to move on from high school will do nothing but make that problem worse. Also, and I can't stress this enough, you're an arsehole for blaming your sister for your parents' divorce. Couples are not forced to divorce by their children. If they couldn't figure out on how to manage the stress in the household, including the stress of having a clinically depressed daughter, that's their problem. No healthy and functional couple gets a divorce because their daughter didn't clean her room or wash the dishes. And through the Erlen flask says you're the arsehole, excessive sleeping, anxiousness, lack of motivation and issues with personal hygiene are all symptoms of depression. She needs some compassion and help in the form of therapy and or medication. Although please encourage her to get a proper diagnosis from a doctor first. Her fixation on the high school seems to be a coping mechanism. I know it's difficult when a family member is dealing with mental illness, but you can't blame her for the struggles or your parents' divorce. Edit, just saw Opie's comments about her sister having previously been to multiple psychologists and having been prescribed medication, although it was not consistently taken. You're the arsehole even more for not having the slightest amount of sympathy towards her illness. And Ask Boo says, you're the arsehole for suggesting your sister is to blame for your parents' divorce, let alone everything else. Your parents are adults who were responsible for their own relationship. Stop shitting on your sister. Now, I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this situation? Let me know in the comments below. And our next story comes from NKtaf. Am I the arsehole for not paying child support for kids that aren't mine? throwaway account my 38 male ex-wife 36 female were married for 11 years until two years ago it ended when i got back from working away early and found her in bed with another man i was angry and hurt so i decided to end it there i didn't know how long the cheating went on for but the act itself put me off being with her anymore it got me thinking about our kids then nine female and seven male and an off feeling i got with them and after they were born I loved them so much as my own, but had this niggling feeling that they weren't mine. Anytime it came, I'd shake it off and think I'm being ridiculous, but I decided to get a fertility test. Turned out I was infertile and the doctor couldn't say for certain if it was recent or lifelong. This got me thinking more. During the divorce, the topic of child support came up. She was adamant I paid as they were my kids. I said I wanted a DNA test to prove it. She blew up and was wholly against it. I took the fertility test results with me and showed them to her. She went white. It got passed on to the divorce court judge and he ordered the DNA test. Both came back negative for me being the father. I was given the choice to pay child support or not voluntarily. I chose not to but offered to contribute towards school fees, sports, dance classes, clothes and birthday and Christmas presents. To her, this wasn't enough, especially after the divorce settled and I ended up with more than expected and her less." She's done petty things like she's tried to use my card numbers and bank account details which I've changed or told the school to send me the whole bill and refuses to pay anything for it. She won't let me near the kids unless I pay child support and has even said stuff to them in front of me no less that I'm a horrible father and I don't love them. It's hard because they also deserve the truth and she won't let them know it. Unless I pay child support for the kids that aren't mine but I still love, I can't have anything to do with them. Am I the arsehole for not paying? Oh, man, this is a tough one. And my heart breaks for this man that, you know, he's loved these kids all, all their lives and they love him too and this fucking bombshell is separated them now and it's put all these doubts in your head but you do still love them and that's the positive in this and these children are nine and seven and they know you as their father and people are going to come up this one from two two sides and i absolutely know it from previous stories that has been similar to this one and it's either going to be that he sucks and the wife sucks too, simply because, you know, he's he still wants to be a part of their lives, but he doesn't want to contribute financially towards them. And then there's going to be the other side of this story where it says, no, you know, she fucked up. She's an absolute terrible person. So you're not the asshole in this situation. And I, I think it's going to go either way between those. And I think it's so incredibly difficult unless you're in that position with all these feelings going around in your head. I think it's going to be really difficult to judge. I'd like to say... And I'm I'm just putting this out there because I don't know how I could truly feel in this situation. I'd like to say if I was in this situation that I would still want to, you know, these kids are seven and nine. You've got that that many years bond with these kids that I would still contribute them towards them financially. I wouldn't do that for the ex-wife in this situation because, you know, she's a non-entity now. But for the kids, they are your kids. You still have that bond. And that is just my opinion. And I don't know if that's a valid one or not because it's going to be incredibly hard in that situation situation but niravarin says not the arsehole you admit you still love them and are willing to pay but they still aren't your biological kids your ex-wife is being bitter and using them to control you may i ask how your ex-wife's family reacted to the negative tests and then op replies, saying she's not on speaking terms with her parents and has a shaky relationship with her brother since the separation they know about it all and are supportive of me Her brother and I have beers from time to time as we've always been good friends but he's told me she's even limited contact with them to avoid the kids learning the truth. Apparently she doesn't like being looked at or thought of in a bad way and will cast the spotlight on others when she can. And Howard Project says everyone sucks here. She's a liar and she used you and she's lying to the children as well. But emotionally, these are your kids. So you can either support them and be in their lives or you can walk away completely. Knowing that this is doing them a great deal of harm but not letting her win. Look, you don't go to court to fight to prove you shouldn't be responsible for two children and then turn around and say you want to be in their lives. And we're not talking about infants or toddlers who are going to forget that you ever existed. The real damage to these children is happening now because you chose to walk away. She's a horrible person, but you are the only father these kids have and the only father they know. And if you genuinely love them and don't want their lives completely ruined, then you need to do what's best for them and forget about punishing your ex. They're going to find out the truth someday, but by then, that's going to be too many years of pain for them to forgive you for walking away. That's very, very true there. An assorted sub says, Not the arsehole, but it sounds like you have a choice to be a part of their lives and pay child support or not. I don't think you have any obligation, but I'm assuming you have also no visitation or parental rights. Not sure if paying child support would change that or if it could be negotiated, but certainly a tough situation for both you and the kids. And Bostaff says, everyone sucks here. You don't need to be the biological father of the children to be their dad. You've raised them for nine and seven years and loved them. I understand that the truth is hard to process, but at the end of the day, they only know you as their dad. Now you don't want to pay child support, you can, that's absolutely your right, but then you can't try to participate in any fee. You are either all in or not, you can't choose to be in their lives when it suits you. Now, I turn this one to you guys, what do you think OP should be doing in this situation? Let me know in the comments below. And our next story comes from Accomplished Nerve. Am I the arsehole for being pissed that my best friend tried to test my loyalty? My best friend, or maybe former best friend at this point, Jessica, have been close since primary school. We're adults now, and I've always liked her as just a friend, nothing more. I always had a feeling her boyfriend of two years never liked me. He'd always get in between us, and I heard people say that he told them he thinks I like his girlfriend and I'm trying to fuck her. Jessica and I have been really close, put our arms around each other, hug, etc. Being really close like that, because we're really close friends. I asked her to come over to help me with a project and we can order pizza and watch a movie or something. I actually wanted to ask her advice on how to ask out this girl we are mutually friends with. She comes over and she's crying. I was too much of a dumbass to see it was clearly fake crying. I realized it afterwards and she was telling me how her boyfriend is being emotionally abusive and she's about to break up with him. I hug her and I told her I'd go make her some hot chocolate, which I did and I just listened to her and was a supportive friend. After like 10 minutes of it, she tells me I passed the test and that her boyfriend and her made a bet and she faked the whole thing. Apparently, the boyfriend was really convinced I would try to hook up with her and she wasn't convinced either. I told her to get the fuck out of my house and I haven't talked to her in a few days. She is saying I need to let it go and that she just had to be certain. A lot of our mutual friends are saying that I need to forgive her and it's understandable for her to think like that. I told all of them to shut the hell up too, and I don't want to hear it. Now, you're not the arsehole in this situation. Of course, you're going to be pissed off after that. I'd be pissed off too if a friend tested my loyalty in that way. And it's clearly coming from the boyfriend in this situation and his jealousy towards your relationship. And she's clearly just falling into that trap, and she's fell into it. And she's made herself look like an ass at the same time. And the reality of it all is that she's probably just cost you your relationship between you. Because are you going to be able to trust her again when you go back to her? When you see her again? Is the relationship going to be the same? I doubt it very, very much. And that's what she's done right here. So absolutely not the arsehole in this situation. And Rusa from the east side says not the arsehole. If this was a loyalty test, she clearly failed. And Cajun KC says, Not the arsehole, if she hasn't figured out in 13 years of friendship that you really are her friend and she needs to test you, that's really outrageous behaviour. And Lad132 says, Not the arsehole, if a friend needs to test your loyalty, then they aren't a friend, just a person you enjoy being with. And Bert the Nerd says, Not the arsehole, and what the fuck, betting. What the fuck? Testing? What the fuck? OP seems to be the only one in the hood who can differ between friendship and sexuality. The rest has seen either too much romantic movies or too much porn. What the fuck again? (laughs) I will try the devil's advocate game anyway. For the girl, it is not easy to convince her boyfriend that her male friend is only friend. Perhaps she thought this could be a good idea. It was not to convince him. Now he should be convinced, but for what price? I would say without a deep apology for the shitty behavior for me, it would be a former friend. But I am not in your shoes. You must know. And wickedlucky214 says not the arsehole. The fact that she went along with this for her boyfriend makes me think you are better off without her. Friends don't do this to each other. Now, let me know if... Any of you have ever been in a situation where you've had your loyalty tested? We've seen it a couple of times on this channel, usually when there's big family groups and they're testing their new girlfriend or something like that. Really strange. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. And our next story comes from Confero. Am I the arse for asking my wife to apologize for having her maid of honor pour water on my mum at the wedding? My mum does have a history of acting out when things aren't about her. Nothing crazy like some of the stuff I've read on here, but she will sulk and be difficult. My mum and my wife have an okay relationship, but they don't really like each other. Before the wedding, my mum came to get ready and was very whiny and laid down on the hotel bed. She wanted everyone else to get their makeup done first and was pretty much falling asleep and getting pissy when she was asked to get up. The bridal party already didn't like my mum because she was demanding at the shower, so the maid of honour filled up her bucket of cold water, but she looked to my wife for permission. My wife nodded and admits that she thought it was funny. Now, pranks are pretty okay in my family, but my mum wasn't going to take a prank from my wife well anyway. Once they threw the water on her, they immediately knew something was wrong. My mum was shivering, teeth chattering, and could barely stand up. Someone ran to get my dad who wasn't surprised because apparently she hadn't been feeling well for a while and had a doctor's appointment. When he got to the hotel room, he demanded to know why she was wet. My wife told him and he cussed her out. He took my mum to ER and she had blood poisoning from an infection. They said she could have died if it had gone untreated much longer. My father currently hates my wife and won't even speak to her. And my mum claims she is over it but loves to tell everyone how they bullied her when she was near death. I asked my wife to apologize and she got mad. My wife said she didn't pour it and because of my mum's previous behavior, she thought she was faking. I asked her to just keep the peace and now she is mad and says it isn't her job and my dad needs to get over it. Edit, a lot of people are picturing my mum as old and feeble. She was 44 and the water was poured before hair and makeup and the dress going on. Second edit, I'm not going to debate being no contact. Neither my wife or I think that it's warranted. This is our decision to make, and not yours. (laughs) And we're going to start off with Madame Cholitz saying, Everyone sucks here. Your father should have taken your mother to the hospital long before she got sepsis. Had the bridal party let her sleep, she'd be dead now. That prank likely saved her life. Your wife shouldn't have thrown water on your mother because she was being an asshole about getting ready. They should have just left her. But remember, had they left her, your mother would have died on your wedding day. You suck because you didn't shut down the shitty behaviour from your mother the first time she started acting like, like a sulky toddler because something wasn't about her. And Tonic the Sonic says everyone sucks here, literally everyone. Your mum was being a mood. Your wife let her maid of honour pour a bucket of water on someone just before they attended a wedding. Who the hell does that? But regardless of all the shittiness, the blood poisoning had nothing to do with the prank. She had an infection already and should have been treated. You and your father are wrong to blame your wife for nearly killing your mum. Had nothing to do with the prank, which was stupid, childish and pointless. You'll need family therapy to get over this one. And Nua says everyone sucks here, the bucket didn't cause the blood poisoning or infection. Your mum wasn't taking care of herself and getting treated so that's on her. She also sounds really unpleasant and I don't blame your wife for being frustrated. The wedding should have been about the bride and groom, not groom's mum. Wife should have just handled things like an adult. It's pretty clear the mum wouldn't have found that funny and pranks should be funny for everyone. An alert potato says, everyone sucks here. Your wife and her bridesmaid suck for throwing water on your mother. Your mother sucks because she had such a deep history of dramatics that her being near death seemed like just another bout of her bullshit. You and your father suck for thinking that your mother's medical problems are in any way your wife's fault. Your mom was damn near dead before she was wet. Hell, it's possible she may have even fallen asleep and been left there if this hadn't happened. In which case, she'd be dead. Every person involved is an arsehole. You'll deserve you'll deserve each other. <laughs> now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of the situation? <laughs> Just a wild one all round, right? Let me know in the comments below. Now, once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. And if you did and want to support the channel further, you can. You absolutely can. But no pressure to do so. You can click that join button down below for YouTube or click the link in the description for Patreon and head on over there. Thank you so, so much for doing you, for being as awesome as you are. And I hope you have a fantastic day ahead of you, whatever you're doing. And don't forget to let me know too, because I love to hear it. (laughs) See you in the next one, guys. Much love. Goodbye.